For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm doing great, man. Doing great. I was wondering if I was gonna have to sing along with that track with you there for a second, but you did a you had a perfect just like vamp off of it right there. So I was I'm kind of caught off guard right now, but I'm doing well. Yeah, man. I've been doing that intro music for you know it's it's homemade here in the Beat Laboratory <laughs> uh, here in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, man, I've been doing intros to that thing, that 30 second little clip or however long it is for about a year and a half now. So pretty much no when the drop's coming in and whatnot. And that's what happens when you make hot beats, mm-hmm. man. You, you get to learn them and, and, and remember them and know them by heart. Um, but that's uh, welcome into right. the NFL Mox podcast, first of all. Obviously, tonight we're going to have a great show for you guys. We're going to look at some of uh, or all of the divisions in the NFL, look at the guys who won the divisions last year, and see who might dethrone the champs uh, in each of those divisions. Sarah, have you had a good day, buddy? Are you ready to talk some football? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. It's coming up on the end of the month, which means we got some we got some deadlines to meet. So I'm thinking more football today than probably at any other point in any June that I can ever remember. So I'm definitely ready to get some more stuff off my chest here. So basically, Sarah's like a uh, police officer at the end of the month. He's got to get his hot takes out. Yeah as do the police officers right. have to get their tickets out. Um, but no, that's good. We, we got a bunch of information for you guys uh, here on the NFL Mox podcast and on NFLMox.com. And we normally save this shameless plugging for the end of the episode. Um, but, yeah, if you want to read some, some good articles on some football, head over to NFLMox.com and uh, read some of the stuff that guys got working over there. Um, but I guess, Sarah, we'll jump right into it because we got a lot to cover here on tonight's episode. we got to go through 
all eight divisions in the NFL. And we're going to start uh, in the AFC there in the AFC East, uh, the most consistent division in all of professional football, obviously there with the New England Patriots who won the division last year. Uh, they've all won it, obviously, 14 mm-hmm. out of 15 seasons there in the AFC East. Shout out to the 2008 Dolphins. Uh, for those who don't remember that Dolphins football team, that was yes. the historic Wildcat football or formation season there yeah. uh, with all those backs. So uh, that's who won last year. Uh, who do you got for a possible winner in 2019? Obviously, we probably both would rather bet on the Patriots if we had to put our money on it. But if someone, if it's not going to be the Patriots, who's it going to be, Sarah? Yeah, I think this is kind of a fun exercise because it forces you to look at the entirety of of these other rosters here and not just say, well, the Patriots always win it, so they're going to win it again this year. And I think, obviously, like you said, we would agree that that's probably going to happen. And looking at our show prep chart, I kind of have a little bit of of an advantage to make sure I don't pick the same teams that you're going to pick. And I am going to go with different teams than you picked for all of these divisions just for the sake of talking about different teams. But... I actually would pick, in this case, the New York Jets as my um, one team that I think could maybe do it. I think that their defense was pretty close last year, and and I think that defense is going to give the Patriots fit that fits this year. And really, every team that they play, the number one reason being Jamal Adams. We talked about him uh, on a on a show on a little under bit uh, back, talking about under twenty five. Yeah, yep, the under twenty five show. Yep, so they've got one of the best defensive and four in the league and Jamal Adams I think that they picked up a new defensive captain and uh and a guy who can really run that unit in CJ mostly out of the middle and then Quinn Williams in the draft I mean you talk about a one two three punch on a defensive unit that already has plenty elsewhere also your boy Blake Cashman so check out that interview go back into the archives and listen to Brooks's interview with Blake Cashman who's maybe not going to be a starter this year unless somebody gets hurt but he's going to factor in nonetheless but Look at that defense there, and then I love the pickup of Le'Veon Bell. I know we don't like the price for a running back at that at that number, uh, fourteen million a year or whatever it ended up being, something close to that. But you get a guy that's an impact player like that to take so much pressure off of Sam Darnold. I think that's just going to be huge for him. The one the one concern area, the one area that I think for the Jets wide receiver, they need to get an upgrade there. But what do you think? I I know you're not going to pick the Jets, but what do you think out of East? Man, I do like the Jets this year. I think they're going to have a better year than obviously they've had in what the last, you know, since dating back to the Mark Sanchez seasons. Um, you know, that's kind of a, a rather weird callback. I guess they never thought that would be the highlight of the last decade, but it has been. Um, you know, if it's not going to be the Jets, which I don't think it is, um, we both think, again, it's going to be the Patriots, but just for the sake of things, man, it's the Buffalo Bills for me. Well, we've talked about it on previous shows, how much I love Josh Allen and expect to see some development there. We've also talked about how much of a, uh, additions they made through free agency, not something that typically pays off for football teams in the NFL, um, you know, that do it over price-wise. But I don't think they overpaid for really anybody. And then you go into the draft and they get, you know, an Ed Oliver and uh, I'm forgetting Buddy's name from Oklahoma, uh, Eric McCoy. No, not Eric McCoy. Uh, mm-hmm. Cody Ford right there in the, sec- in the second round oh, um, yeah, there see. in Buffalo. 
which is the two top picks there in that round are for them. And then their tight end, they picked up uh, Dawson Knox out of Ole Miss. I thought they made some really good adjust additions through both free agency and the draft. On a defense, Sayer, that you could have argued had the offense last year not put them in such terrible field position so consistently, that Buffalo was a top three or four defense in the NFL mm-hmm. last year, um, especially t- statistically. I love Tredavious White over there at corner two. Um, so that would be my pick there. Let's get into the AFC North. Obviously, last year's winner was the Baltimore Ravens with a late run there, uh, inserting Lamar Jackson. We all know the storylines. He won six straight games at the back end of the season. Um, but a possible 2019 winner, Sarah. I've been talking for a while, so I'll let you start off again. Uh, who do you think wins this division if it's not the Baltimore Ravens? You know, I would pick the I would pick the team that you're going to pick, but I'm going to have you talk about them. So I'm going to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers here for a little bit. Let's just look at this team from an offensive perspective. They lose Antonio Brown. I think Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be able to step up and have a big, big year as that alpha in the receiver group, which consistently productive for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, as long as Ben Roethlisberger is throwing the passes, their wide receiver group through the years, from from Mike Wallace to Santonio Holmes to Heinz Ward, all the way up now to Juju Smith-Schuster, who was, you know, who was awesome last year. Uh, I think that they're going to be able to produce really well. And then they they got James Washington, a guy that I really liked out of Oklahoma State last year. I think he takes a big step this season. So their offense, I think, is going to be just fine with James Conner at the running back spot. I really like Vance McDonald as a yards after the catch tied end. So they've got weapons offensively. Now defensively is the big question mark for them. Their secondary is an issue for me, but I really like the pickup of Devin Bush for the middle of their defense, their first-round pick. They've got so many high draft picks on their defensive front seven right now that it's got to eventually work out for them. I, I don't know what else to – I mean, they've got so many guys up there that were first, second, third-round picks that I think it's eventually going to it's eventually gonna all come together. And I think Devin Bush could be that missing piece. Like Shazier was such a big part of their defense, and so I think losing him really took them out of the running for that division title on a consistent basis. Not that it's all based on one guy, but you know what I mean. It's kind of the heart and soul of your defense. So you get a, you get a guy to come in and replace that or at least put, uh, put that back in there. I think that could be a huge factor towards Pittsburgh reclaiming their spot at the top of the AFC uh, North. No, I like all the the arguments you made there, and I do like Pittsburgh this year. I think the AFC North is probably going to be one of our more competitive divisions in all of football. Um, But, you know, if I had to pick a team to win this division outright, I think it's going to be the Cleveland Browns um, because of just how stacked their roster is. Obviously, you got a first-year head coach there in Freddie Kitchens. But, man, when you just look at the depth chart over there in uh, Cleveland, I mean, you start with the offensive weapons, obviously, uh, with OBJ and Jarvis Landry, and then add in Antonio Callaway into that mix. And the stable of running backs they have there, we all know about those guys. They'll get Kareem Hunt, uh, I believe, what is that, week nine there, I think he's got a half a season suspension uh David Njoku the only question I would have offensively is the offensive line just slightly I know you make the trade for Joel Batonio he makes you better uh Treader there at the center position he's really good but Greg Robinson is your starting left tackle and to be honest with you he's more uh suited to be in a swing tackle role at this point in his career now de- 
defensively uh, is where they're really, really impressive up front. We all know about what Miles Garrett can do. Um, you trade for Olivier Vernon there. Um, I thought that was a pretty decent move. The corners are solid as well. So just roster overall mm-hmm. uh, is just overwhelming for me, Sarah. Uh, and the Joes, you know how I am. It's, it's Joes over the X's. The Jimmys and the Joes always over the X's and the O's uh, in my personal record book. Uh, so when I see a roster this stacked, just in comparison of what it is in the AFC North right now, I think everyone else has made a step back. So that's who I'll go with. Uh, the AFC South last year was won by Houston. Uh, tight race there in the AFC South, as it always is. Who's your possible winner for 2019, Sarah? Gosh, this one's a, another kind of tough one, isn't it? I mean, I think that there's is, a couple man. of teams you could pick here. Yeah, it, it is. It's a this. It's, such a great league, man. You, you never know who's going to be good year in and year out. I think that's what, obviously, obvious statement of the day. That's what makes the NFL so great. Your team always is has a chance at it. But I really like what the Jacksonville Jaguars did this offseason. I was actually looking at their roster earlier today, just kind of looking around for what are some interesting storylines going on in the NFL this year. I think that one interesting storyline is that Jalen Ramsey – has really kept the Jacksonville Jaguars under the radar in a significant, significant way. I mean, they went out and they acquired a former recent Super Bowl MVP at quarterback in Nick Foles. And I know that doesn't always mean everything, but I think we can all agree, listeners and you and I alike, that Nick Foles is a huge upgrade over Blake Bortles, regardless of if he plays even just average football. And so I think the Jaguars are going to be able to run the ball really well. Love the fact that they're getting Cam Robinson back off injury. And then you add Juwan Taylor at the tackle position. I think that they're going to be able to run off the tackle with ease this year. Those guys are two of the nastiest run blockers that have come out of college in the last two, three years. And then in the sec- or the first round, they went out and got Josh Allen, which nobody thought that they were going to be able to do. I mean, him lasting to the seventh pick was about as ridiculous as you know Bradley Chubb falling to five overall last year. Pound so that nobody Homer thought Allen was going to pound it. Wah, 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 wah. I did it for you. <laughs> um, but but I love the pickup of Josh Allen. I think with him and uh, Yannick Ngakwe, am I saying that right? I, I mean, I know he's like one of the best players in the NFL. Cleared it by I don't me, brother. say his name properly, but yep. So I think that that duo is going to be really good for them. And then I love the third-round pick Josh Oliver, man. I'm telling you guys, look out for this kid this year because the the Jaguars needed a pass-catching threat at the tight end possession in the worst position in the worst way. And Josh monster. Oliver, man, he is athletic. Yak, you're right, yak monster, strong hands, just a beast. And I think that him coming out of San Jose State – if he had come out of any Pac-12 school, I think he would have been at least a second-round pick. So I think Josh Oliver is going to be a game-changer for that offense, along with Nick Foles and Jawan Taylor paving the way in the running game. Solid. I like the pick. Um, you know, the AFC South has been around since 2002, so that's 17 years of football. Uh, the Colts and the Texans have won 14 of those 17 division titles. And for that reason, uh, we can't pick the Houston Texans. Uh, just history tells me it's going to be the Indianapolis Colts. But more than history, man, they've got, again, a roster on their size. Chris Ballard has done a tremendous job. Um, the only difference for me between, you know, how stacked this roster is and how stacked it looks like Cleveland's going to be this year just in terms of guys on the football field, it's the quarterback position, man. I truly believe 
believe in Andrew Luck when he's fully healthy and and is going to get protected. And unlike the Cleveland Browns, we don't have to worry about this offensive line at all. At this point, I think it's either them or an extremely healthy Dallas Cowboys or uh, maybe a Philadelphia Eagles football team for best offensive line in the sport. And, Sarah, I don't know if you've heard about this guy named T.Y. Hilton, but, man, he's got to be one of the most underrated Mm. wide receivers in football. We never hear his name, partially because he's probably pretty quiet, or not probably. He is really quiet. Um, Every once in a while, you know, he'll he'll talk talk some smack. But, um, you know, just an underrated guy in football that consistently puts up, you know, 1,200-yard seasons there in Indianapolis, even when his quarterback was hurt for those seasons we love the signing of Justin Houston for the price tag they did right there and Jabal Sheard is a slept on defensive end as well so I really like the Indianapolis Colts this season um and you know they they had a really good season last year nine and seven uh and then had a a, a late playoff push there uh, and I think they won something mm-hmm. crazy like eight of nine games there in the middle of the football season so a team that can definitely yeah. get hot and a team that has a really good head coach there in Frank Wright who that that locker room really believes in so that that would be my pick there in the AFC South if I weren't going to go with Houston, which I don't think I am, man. I, I know Deshaun Watson's good. I would pick Indianapolis out right in this division, period. Um, but on to the mm-hmm. AFC West. Last year's winner, obviously, the Kansas City Chiefs behind a smoking hot uh, Patrick Mahomes. Who you got this year for a potential winner out West? And I know the pick would probably be the L.A. Chargers if I weren't going to you know, bloviate about them. Wouldn't it be, Sarah? Yeah, you know, I think uh, and I see you picked the Chargers and I would if I'm if I'm taking away the roster horn for a second, I probably would pick the Chargers in this in this scenario. But since you picked the Chargers and I'll let you talk about them, I'm not picking the Oakland Raiders. My God, you want to flip it so up I'm right taking now? The Denver Broncos. Live? I, you know, no. I, yeah, let's flip it up. You take you take another team. Right. I'll take the Chargers and I'll tell you what the Chargers have the best, most talented defense in this division, and I hate to even say that, but they've just got uh, the most complete unit right now, and that's uh, that's clear with last year's edition of Derwin James. I mean, he really brought everything together for that group as a, as a cover man in pass rush situations against the run. It really didn't matter. It made it seem like the Chargers had 12 guys out on the field while the offense was running with 10 guys and a quarterback. He just changed the game completely for them. Uh, this is a team that plays at an elite level with or without Joey Bosa. doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter if he's on the field. And then when he is on the field, he dominates games. And he can do that from either either side of the field or standing up or on the ground. It doesn't matter what he's doing. So they just got so much speed. They've got so much talent. I love that secondary. And I am going to give you a little homer right here. Desmond King most underrated player in this division by far. Just a do-everything defensive back slash special teamer, always around the football, whether he's playing nickel, whether he's playing kind of like a dime safety, or whether he's out wide as a corner. He can really do it all, and he's kind of an unsung hero for that Chargers defense. So Derwin James, obviously their MVP, but I think Desmond King is a guy that not a lot of people are talking about but he's certainly a player who changes the game for them on that side of the ball. All right, listeners, let's get ready to piss Sarah Bettinger off. 
All right. So if the Kansas City Chiefs aren't going to win the division and I can't pick the Chargers, the Oakland Raiders might have a chance to win the AFC West this season. And here's why. Okay, look, just a few years back, this is a football team that had 11 games in the pocket heading into week, what, 14? And then Derek or David Carr, uh, Derek Carr breaks his leg right there uh, in Oakland. So, you know, a chance to possibly win an MVP there. uh, it, It was Derek Carr. What didn't really happen for him? Obviously, the injury last season. We're just going to throw that away um, because, you know, first year under John Gruden and, you know, rebounding from an injury. And look what this team did in the offseason, man. You bring in Antonio Brown, one of the league's top receivers. You signed Tyrell Williams. I believe we both like that pick. Now, we're not going to talk about Richie Incognito because we just don't need to. We'll let Sarah do that. Cole Miller was trash last year. <laughs> but, you know, his second season got a little seasoning on him. Young guy out of the Pac-12, expected to be a little soft, right, stepping up to NFL football and doing it so playing left tackle and did most of so last season injured and then on the defensive side of the football man I think they got three starters in their rookie draft class in Cleveland Farrell John Abrams and Trayvon Mullen they're out of Clemson three proven winners in college football signed LaMarcus Joyner yeah the price tag might have been a little high but we're not sitting here talking about the the spot track and the salary cap what we're talking about is whether or not they have a chance to win the AFC West how about a big turnaround here in year two for John Gruden what do you think about that sir you know I think things could go one of two ways for the Oakland Raiders I think it could go really well like you're saying and they win the division all these different pieces that they've put into place just somehow fall into place and it comes all together and their last year and yeah (laughs) their last year in Oakland could end up being just a complete train wreck or it it could end up being a you know a great story but gosh I just feel like I, I don't know. After watching hey, last man. year, after the way things kind of melted down, I don't know. We'll see. But we'll get a nice up-close look at this team in, in hard knocks. I know we were texting about it a little bit earlier, and I know I kind of sounded like, you know, train wreck as in, oh, nobody's going to want to see that. But I, I am genuinely oh, no, everyone interested loves to, see a train wreck. to see how it goes. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, I, I could see it going one of those two nah, ways, you know. And obviously, I see it, I see it not, going I south. I was just trying to sell it for the oh. for the listeners, man. <laughs> I, I don't see no, nothing like a division championship out of the Oakland Raiders just because how tough the division is, man. Um, but, I mean, mm-hmm. the NFL across the board is pretty damn tough. Uh, so I think it's going to, you know, not, not too well. I think they need a couple more years there. Uh, but let's move into the NFC East. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys snuck it out late last season in this division. Uh, thanks uh, to, you know, kind of a, what would you call it? Washington was leading the division earlier in the year, thanks to a great rushing mm-hmm. attack. Just a weird division in the NFC East. Washington fell off because of quarterback injuries. Uh, Philadelphia squabbled at the end and then snuck into the playoff. Weird, weird, weird division. Who's your possible 2019 winner, Sarah? Yeah, I'm definitely not taking the Giants here, and I see your pick, so I'm going to take – I'm going to take Washington, actually. Ah. I think that they've got a really good-looking defense. Um, I like what they put together. I, they went out and they got really aggressive with, with very little cap space. Mm. And I was really interested by it, the way that they kind of went about it. They went and got Landon Collins away from the Giants. Um, I know the Giants aren't necessarily like the kings of the division or anything, but it really it's going to make a statement. Landon Collins, a young player, coming off his first contract who's – Really just, I mean, he's still kind of coming into his own as a player, and I think he's already got a really well-rounded game. And so I like the pickup of Landon Collins on the back end of their defense. They desperately, desperately needed that. And in the draft, 
They get their franchise QB and uh, in Dwayne Haskins, and they get a pass rush threat in Montez Sweat, both in the first round. I think that they made some big moves this offseason and really got themselves in a position to make a run of this division if things work out at the QB spot. Yeah, I mean, that's so that's the major key. I think you could say that about, you know, let's say 17 to 20 NFL football teams. It's I, I don't know whether mm-hmm. it's a good thing for professional football or, you know, just kind of a, a meddling thing, how important the quarterback position is. Uh, it, it, it's fascinated me for quite a while. But uh, a football team that I think has a chance, a, a really, really solid chance to win this division this year uh, is the Philadelphia Eagles, man. We talked about their offensive line earlier. Uh, just health is going to be an important thing here. But, you know, they had their insurance policy there with Andre Dillard in the draft just in case Jason Peters or, you know, even potentially Elaine Johnson going down. Elaine Johnson never really had any uh, injury concerns, just, you know, we're not going to call it, but we'll call it PED Mm -hmm. concerns. Um, You know, and, you know, one thing I thought they did that was the best move they did this offseason was re-signing Ronald Darby, and they let the market play Mm -hmm. out for him and, and got him for, you know, what I would call a very cheap contract there. Malcolm Jenkins, still one of the best uh, free safeties in all football. And I really expect Dallas Goddard, uh, the tight end that they drafted, you know, last year, the rookie last season, um, to have a really big sock, you know, sophomore season here. A lot of attention is going to get drawn there to Zach Ertz off the season he had last year. Mm-hmm. The major thing, obviously, is whether or not Carson Wentz can stay healthy because now they don't have an insurance policy with Nick Foles. He's now out of the picture. So um, down yeah. there in Jacksonville. So that's the major thing. Um, for me there let's move on to the NFC North Uh, last year's winner was the Chicago Bears kind of out of nowhere man they come out and win 12 football games last season who's your possible winner for 2019 Sarah yeah, the Bears, they played unreal defense last year, uh, led the league in turnovers and turnover differentials, so it's hard to repeat that in the NFL. I think unless that this you're New year, England. And unless you're New England, right. I mean, Bill Belichick seems to always figure it out with this band of misfits that he's got out there, He's and no star pass rushers hardly ever. But, it's simple. Don't um, turn it over and take it away. Doesn't that sound pretty simple? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. I never thought of it that way. (laughs) Um, But I got to go with the team that I thought was going to win it last year. They're just too talented, the Minnesota Vikings. They've got all the pieces offensively. I mean, I know Kirk Cousins isn't exactly the most clutch QB of all time, but I think that he's good enough for this team, as talented as they are. They should be able to overcome any late-game shortcomings for him. They're the kind of team that I could see just getting up early on a lot of teams and then coasting to victories. Um, They've got a good enough defense to do it, that's for sure. So I love the duo of Diggs and Thielen. I love the the zone scheme that they're going to have with Gary Kubiak coming in and Dalvin Cook leading the way in the running attack. Um, The pick of Garrett Bradbury, huge for that offensive line. So I think that the Vikings are a team uh, that, that could easily win the NFC North this season. I like it. Um, you know, my pick's going to be the Green Bay Packers. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard not to bet on Aaron Rodgers, uh, a healthy Aaron Rodgers at least. And, and a lot's been made about his, you know, I wouldn't call it controversy with head, new head coach Matt LaFleur. But if anything, man, I would think it's, you know, good that these guys are already hashing this stuff out now and not in the middle of the season. If anything, more of just, you know, a creative discussion between two smart minds. I mean, both of them obviously know football uh, to get where they are at this point in their life. So maybe they can talk it out and figure it out. I know Rodgers doesn't want to have his back to the defense very much uh, or at least that's you know what we've been told my only question here is the decision to play Rashawn Gary at outside linebacker I know they run a three four mm. or you know 
I know they do that. I, I just don't see him as a stand-up defensive end at all. I mean, if you're going to do something like that, I would have rather seen them take a Brian Burns who was available at that point in the draft mm-hmm. there at 12. So, And I'm not even the biggest Brian Burns fan, but I'll tell you this, I'm, I'm much more of a fan. I'm probably twice the fan of Brian Burns at outside linebacker, rushing outside linebacker, than I am of Rashawn Gary there. I know what the measurables are, but that the measurables didn't relate to mm-hmm. game film from what I saw, Sarah, and Phil free to stop me you seem to be totally agreeing there no. so you know i like yeah, what they square pegs never fit in a round hole man exactly they don't exactly and green bay cornerback play was an issue in previous seasons but last year alexander and king i felt you know they they've invested high draft picks in, in two previous drafts outside of this year at the cornerback position and i think they've found two well caliber cornerbacks there and i like to pick up uh, you know, in free agency and Adrian Amos in the back end. So offensive line still solid there uh, in Green Bay as well. At least for another year, they've got all those guys uh, under contract. So that would be my pick, there. Let's move on to the NFC South. we got two divisions left, and then we'll be done for the night. Last year's winner was obviously the New Orleans Saints. They've won it two years in a row down in the NFC South. Who is your possible winner for 2019, Sarah Bettinger? You know, a lot has to come together for this to happen, but I'm going to say the Carolina Panthers. If if Cam Newton is healthy, they're they're always a team to be reckoned with. I mean, I know I just I just don't know what the situation is with him, but if he's healthy, we know that the Panthers are probably going to be pretty good. And they picked up Matt Paradis at the center this offseason, kind of solidified Solid. the middle of that offensive line. A really good pickup and cheaper than people thought he was going to go for, so they got a nice bargain there as well. And I love their skill players, man. I love DJ Moore after the catch. They've got guys who can create in space. Probably, I would. I don't know if it's. I don't know if I can just make this claim without really thinking about it. But I'm going to say it anyway. Maybe the two best individual players on the same team at creating out in space in Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore. Those two guys are just absolute monsters. And now you're going to add uh, a season, uh, you know, Ian Thomas with a season under his belt into that mix at the tight end position. I think a really underrated player there. And so I like what they've got on offense, especially if Cam is healthy, which of course is a big question mark. I know that I acknowledge that. And then defensively, I mean, they went out and spent their first round pick on Brian Burns. I know you're not super high on him, but if he can provide some speed and some pop off the edge, they've got guys on the inside who can help him get one-on-one matchups. Now they've got Gerald McCoy next to Dontari Poe. That's a pretty potent duo in the inside there. And then you've got Kawan Short who can come in and Vernon Butler and, and guys like Mario Addison who are still there. So very interesting additions made to that defensive front for the Carolina Panthers this offseason. They re-signed Eric Reed who had a really nice year for them at the strong safety position. Uh, and then their secondary looks like it's improved uh, from this past from this past season, they've got Ross Cockrell out there, Dante Jackson, a former second round pick coming into his own, uh, and then obviously Luke Keekley and Shaq Thompson. Some people think that's the best linebacker duo in the league. So I think the Carolina Panthers definitely got a shot. If Cam Newton is healthy, they can get it done. Yeah, the best linebacker duo has been in Carolina for a long time. Before it was Shaq Thompson. Uh, and your boy Keekly, it was Keekly, and uh, man, I can't believe I'm forgetting the Georgia boy's name. Dang it. Thomas Davis? Thomas Davis, yes, sir. Biggest butt in professional football, no you. homo. Um, but, you know, the <laughs> NFC South, I truly believe 
uh, is won by the Atlanta Falcons. We talked about it a little bit, I think, last show about just how ravaged they were defensively, especially with injuries last season. We get a fully healthy Keanu Neal and a fully healthy Deion Jones, uh, presumably. And, I, I mean, we could venture to have this debate maybe on another show or we could hash it out right now. Is there a better receiving core of just three top guys uh, than the Atlanta Falcons with Julio Jones, Muhammad Sanu, and Calvin Ridley? The only other suggestion I would no. maybe even listen to would be the L.A. Rams, but, you know, we've got Cooper Cup coming off of a knee injury, and I'm not so sold on the Reynolds guy. I know he had a pretty good season last year, um, but that's not really mm-hmm. – that's not a top-end receiver in my mind. Um, but, you know, the Atlanta Falcons last yeah. year had an issue uh, at, you know, defensively with depth because uh, of injuries but offensively especially on the offensive line had a depth issue had two guards go down they draft uh you know offensive lineman in the first round there uh at 14 and then trade back up at 31 uh Chris Lindstrom out of Boston College will be playing right guard Caleb McGarry will have a chance to start over Sam Brio their right tackle who they signed in the offseason what I like Mm. about Atlanta um, this offseason is they had a, a primary issue of concern or area of concern and they quickly addressed it and addressed it heavily uh, I think they signed three or four offensive linemen in free agency Sambrio was one of those um, and then you've got like we said the guys they drafted uh, Austin Hooper a slept on tight end in, in professional football as well uh, so we'll see what they can do offensively my only other concern has to be Devontae Freeman, man. The guy cannot seem to play a full season or hasn't done so in a couple of years. And we don't have a backup now uh, with the caliber of backup like we did prior. And I'm saying we because I'm here in Atlanta. And I'm homering this year because I'm mm-hmm. taking them everywhere I've got them. Um, but we, <laughs> there, there is no backup there. Edo Smith's here. Um, but outside of that, Tevin Coleman's now in San Francisco. So that's my pick in the NFC South. Last division for the night, the NFC West. The Los Angeles Rams won it last season. And, Sarah, I snuck one of these picks in here because I know I sent you this show script. And I went chalk, man. There's really only two teams in most of these divisions that even have a chance. And I took the second-place team because we couldn't pick, pick a repeat uh, champion. So I, you know, I left you a, a bone here to pick. So in the NFC West, who do you got? <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely going to take the Seattle Seahawks here simply because of the teams remaining besides the Rams. They have the best quarterback and yeah. we've seen Russell Wilson as much as any QB in the NFL. He's been able to carry that team with less and less talent around him through the I mean, they since they won the Super Bowl, and since they even I guess I can, I can say even since they lost the Super Bowl to the New England Patriots, they were that close to winning back to back. Since they lost that Super Bowl, this team has been getting less and less talented, mm-hmm. and I can say that with confidence. I mean, that we've seen the Legion of Boom getting dismantled. The Seahawks have been trading high draft picks to uh, to kind of supplement those laws or you know they've, they've been trying to trade for veteran players we've seen that and it hasn't quite worked out I mean remember Jimmy Graham uh, and the Seattle project that they had going mm-hmm. there so I just think that those trades that they've been trying to make they haven't been quite working out and so therefore the Seahawks depth and their ability to develop players and they've missed on some high draft picks too I mean Jermaine Ifedi remember that 2016 first round draft pick Um, I mean, Malik McDowell, the former uh, Michigan State defensive lineman who was a second round pick for them in 2017, didn't work out. He was too injured to play. 
And so I just think that there's there's so many picks you can point to here that just haven't worked out for them. And they develop the unheralded, un you know, underrated guys as well as any team in the league. But at some point, that really does catch up to you. And so Russell's been carrying that team, and I think he could do it again. Uh, and I think he's going to have to do it again. But um, I would pick them over any other other team in the NFC West at this point to make a run against the Rams. I like it. I mean – when in doubt, bet on the quarterback. So uh, it's always a mm-hmm. good strategy there. Uh, the team I went out on a limb and picked was the San Francisco 49ers. I did a little guest hit on uh, the 4th and Gold podcast. Feel free to check that out, guys, when you aren't listening to us. Uh, with my boy Matt Barr, who joined us, feel free to check that uh, previous interview out where we reviewed <laughs> the NFC West. How about all the plugs? But anyways, um, and we went through the schedule plug, game plug, by – Plug, plug, plug. We went through the schedule game by game yesterday, uh, and me just being a complete anti – well, not necessarily anti-49ers fan, but just not a 49er uh, enthusiast like those two guys because uh, it is a 49ers-oriented podcast. You know, I had them at, you know, around 8-8. Eight and eight. You could argue 9-7, and seven, which, you know – if the Los Angeles Rams, who I think are going to take a step back this season, I think this division is won this year with 10 or 11 games. And if I can argue 9-7, and seven, I could definitely see a 10 or 11 win season um, out of the San Francisco 49ers. Look, I think they hit an absolute home run with Mike McGlinchey out of Notre Dame. He had one of the best uh, ratings of all rookies last season uh, at the right tackle position. My the, the primary concern, they might have one of the worst defensive backs in professional – or defensive back crew uh, in all of professional football. They still have Richard Sherman there, um, but he's highly – you know, very old and highly overpaid in my opinion. And I hope Richard Sherman doesn't necessarily hear this because, you know, he comes with fire when he comes <laughs> back. When he fires back, he comes back with mm-hmm. absolute flamethrowers. So, um, Richard, I'm really sorry, but you're old and overpaid. <laughs> Um, you know, they traded for D Ford, which is, I think is a very good move there. Uh, Solomon Thomas still has room to prove. Uh, and I love the Nick Bosa pick, even though we, we've talked about it on here. We think John Lynch's hands were tied, which was the best thing possible for a San Francisco 49ers uh, fan base. But that, that would be my pick there if I wasn't going with the L.A. Rams, who mm-hmm. I would probably pick to win this division. And like I said, you know, I think it's going to be a 10 or 11 win champion out of the NFC West. No 13 wins like we saw last year with, this, with the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, but that's our wrap-up uh, for all the divisions and the possible winners. Who's going to dethrone the previous year's champs? Uh, Sarah, you hate to see it. Send the folks out. What you got? I hate to see it. Gosh, you hate to see it. Uh, oh, man. Boy, this is a tough one today. This is a tough one because I really, I really got nothing for you. Um, I think, you know, I think you hate to see it. The NBA draft, pretty much everybody tuned out after the top 10 picks, if that, if they, if they were even tuned in for that. And like you mentioned last week, the spectacle of the NFL draft being three days. But I think you hate to see it for, for a specific player, Bull Bull, the son of Manute Bull, the, the famous gigantic NBA player from many years back, fell out of the first round was wearing a giant spider web on his jacket, and I'm sure there was a good reason for it. Um, but he, I mean, he left the green room at the NBA draft, and you hate to see it. I mean, we've seen guys at the NFL draft get embarrassed and stick around until day two, come back in the next day. But the this guy left the NBA draft after round one uh, to to avoid the embarrassment of getting picked in the second round and. You just hate to see that, man. You hate to see it. Let's have some have some humility out there and and just go out and 
and do your best, play your ball. And he got drafted to, into a great situation. So he missed out on a great opportunity to, to create that moment of, you know, going and being in the green room and experiencing that moment with his family and friends. Uh, and, you know, it's just you hate to see it. Yeah, man, I think the primary concern there was, you know, he had a foot injury this year or, or an injury nonetheless. Uh, got all the way down to 208 pounds, Sarah. He's like seven foot four with a wingspan of like seven oh seven, gosh. and he weighed in at 208 pounds. And you hate to see it. I haven't been 208 pounds since my freshman year of high school, so um, <laughs> you hate to see that. But um, no, nah, you hate to see it. Our women's national soccer team is one of the best in the world, if not the best in the world. And I feel like it's kind of getting slept on, man. A two to one victory today over Spain. Uh, and you also hate to see the goalkeeper kind of having a, a huge mistake there. But you like to see, I know we'll spoil over here, we never have liked to see, but you like to see that, that the USA team ended up coming back and avenging that mistake from the goalkeeper because you would have hate to seen that girl come back home with a loss like that in the quarterfinals. Um, but, no, nah, you hate to see it. Pay attention to our ladies. Uh, they're the best national team in the world, USA, USA, USA. Sarah, send the folks out, man. Tell them mm -hmm. where they need to check us out. Tell them to like, subscribe, rate, review, do all the good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you guys would, we really appreciate all of you, wherever you're listening, whenever you're listening, whatever time of year it is, it doesn't matter. If you would, it really helps us out. If you go on and if you're on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, doesn't matter, wherever you're listening, just give us a review, rating, uh, leave us some comments, whatever you want to do. It helps us get better placement Only in, five the, in stars the podcast kind of ranking you. system. Yeah, five-star ratings only, or, or we're going to send Brooks' mom after you. And uh, and it just it does. It really helps. And we, we just love engaging with you, the listeners. And so that's why we do that. That's why we ask for that. It's not because we want to be super famous and popular. It's because we want to engage with you, the listeners, more and more and more. Um, and we have fun doing it. So thank you all for doing that in advance, and thank you for listening. I don't know, super famous and popular would be pretty damn cool. Um, but, no, thank you guys all it for listening. Be. We'll see you next time. We'll be here on Thursday night. That episode will be available for you guys Friday morning. We'll see you guys. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.